Welcome back to Amerisogyny. I'm your host, Hannah Blue. You're listening to episode 37, Do No Harm. Today, I'm bringing stories on doctors around the globe who took an oath to do no harm, yet ended up causing more harm than good. So let's get right into it. Our first stop, the USA, Torrance, California. Now, this story isn't straight out of Compton, but it's straight out of the bowels of medical hell. Three female doctors are suing L.A. County for allegedly ignoring numerous complaints about Dr. Lewis Kwong. Harbor UCLA Medical Center is a teaching hospital. According to the female doctors, the only thing they were taught? Misogyny rules. When management was informed of alleged sexual harassment, retaliation, and discriminatory behavior by Dr. Kwong, the head of the orthopedics department, they ignored the complaints. Not for weeks, not for months, for years. The lawsuit claims Dr. Kwong created a toxic work environment and patients were at risk. What did he allegedly do? Committed sexual misconduct on unconscious patients in the operating room, delayed acute surgeries, and ordered an operating room TV used for monitoring a patient's operation to be switched to a baseball game he wanted to watch during the operation. It's alleged he wore a gun at the hospital, even in the operating room. Kwong is a volunteer deputy sheriff in Los Angeles County. Now, unless you've been living under a rock in this country, or you're simply bigoted, you know that LA's cops, from the beating of Rodney King to taking photos of a deceased Kobe Bryant and his daughter and passing them around like baseball cards, have earned their reputation for being trash. These brave doctors are doctors Bakubihi and Shu, orthopedic surgeons, and Dr. Madonna Fernandez Frackleton, a former program director of emergency medicine. The women claimed they were demoted or retaliated against when they complained about Dr. Kwong's antics. Hospital administrators ignored complaints, written and verbal, about him for years. Dr. Bakubihi saw Kwong engaged in finger-banging of surgical hip wounds on an unconscious patient while making sexual sounds, saying he was finding the G-spot. How disgusting. Kwong also allegedly disrobed an anesthetized patient in front of Bakubihi to look at his penis after being told it was too large. All three doctors say they were paid less than their male colleagues, and Kwong even asked other employees, who wants to take body shots off of Dr. Bakubihi? Residents were encouraged to attend strip clubs together, and a female resident said, she was taken to the strip club from work without her consent. During a lecture, Huang asked Bakubihi and other women what sexual position causes a penile fracture. He kept pushing for a response until he got an answer. Reverse cowgirl. Now, if that isn't misogyny, you tell me what it is. Huang also allegedly held up pictures of two black male candidates saying, do you want Brother X or Brother Y? 
So, on top of being a misogynistic prick, Dr. Kwong is also racist. Why am I not surprised? Dr. Fernandez Frackleton said she was removed as program director of the emergency department for advocating for her residents and complaining to her superiors about the toxic environment they experienced in the orthopedics unit. She had been in charge for 12 years, but in June, she was replaced by a younger, less experienced man. She was told the department needed to give a talented guy a chance before you turn into a pumpkin. The women filed the lawsuit to help create a safer and more tolerant atmosphere at the facility for future patients, women, and other targeted groups. Dr. Bakubihi says, they rely on us being too ashamed and terrified for our careers to come forward. Huang was placed on administrative leave in March of 2022, and the county hired Shepard Mullen to investigate the allegations. But look at this. According to Transparent California, a public employee's pay and pension database, while the investigation is underway and Kwong is on leave, he's earned nearly $1 million in pay and benefits in a single year. Kwong graduated from UCLA Medical School and has worked at Harbor UCLA since 1990. He refuses to comment on the investigation. Of course he's not. Our next stop, still in the U.S., folks, Queens, New York. A Queens doctor has been charged with drugging, raping, and filming sexual assaults of women, some of them patients at New York Presbyterian Queens Hospital. Dr. Chang was arrested and charged with rape in December of 2022. He was also charged with 50 new counts for sexually abusing three patients and raping three other women in his home. Chang was charged with rape, unlawful surveillance, and criminal possession of a controlled substance. He pleaded not guilty to the old and new charges. Police identified seven victims and found video evidence showing at least six other victims. A woman told police she found videos in Chang's home of him assaulting her and other women. Dr. Chang was called a sexual predator of the absolute worst kind by Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz. She also said Chang is a serial rapist, someone willing to not only violate his sacred professional oath and patient's trust, every standard of human decency. Chang used drugs to sedate the women, propofol and sevoflurane. Police also found fentanyl, ketamine, and LSD. Dr. Chang pleaded not guilty to the charges and has been held without bail and placed on suicide watch. Now, suicide watch is something I know about very well in working with male offenders. When an offender is placed on suicide watch, anything he could use to kill himself with is taken. Blankets, shoelaces. New York Presbyterian Hospital released a statement. The crimes committed by this individual are heinous, despicable, and a fundamental portrayal of our mission and our patient's trust. Now they claim as soon as they learned of Dr. Chang's antics, he was immediately placed off duty, banned from the hospital, 
and terminate it. But a female patient is saying, hold my chart. She says the hospital is lying. And just like Harbor UCLA did with Dr. Kwong, they knew Dr. Chang sexually assaulted her and conspired to sweep it under the rug. In June 2021, a 19-year-old woman from Queens was admitted to the ER for pain caused by gallstones. She said Chang performed an unnecessary rectal exam. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never heard of gallstones being up someone's butt. He also injected her with an unknown drug and assaulted her while she was unconscious. When she told hospital staff about the injection, the hospital lined up male employees and she identified Chang as the man who injected her. But according to the victim, the hospital didn't document the lineup and the police weren't called. In addition, the hospital didn't collect forensic evidence or test her blood to see what she was injected with. Chang wasn't fired or suspended after the incident. Her lawyers say, Unbelievably, on June 22, 2021, after the hospital conducted the lineup and knew that Dr. Chang had sexually assaulted the plaintiff, records indicate that he provided medical treatment and care to her while she was under sedation during surgery. When New York Presbyterian was asked if it received any complaints about Chang prior to December 2022, a senior media director for the hospital said, they had nothing additional to share. The lawyers say the hospital system has a years-long pattern of ignoring specific activities by doctors and patient complaints. New York Presbyterian has been sued before for ignoring complaints about its doctors assaulting patients. The hospital said it has reviewed its patient safety practices and implemented additional training for its staff. How do you train someone not to rape patients? Ridiculous. Chang received his medical license in May of 2020. Some of the women he raped have no memory of the events. There are more videos that prove he raped victims not only at the hospital in his home, but in other locations in Westchester County, Manhattan, Las Vegas, San Francisco, and Thailand. Our next stop, Sweden. A Swedish doctor was charged with rape and kidnapping after he confessed to drugging a woman with rohypnol-laced strawberries and locking her up in a soundproof bunker. This man built a bunker to trap this woman in. The indictment said the purpose of the building was to keep people incarcerated during an extended period of time without detection. Sweden's privacy rules protect the doctor's identity. He called the victim and met her before kidnapping her in Stockholm on September 12th. Stockholm. If that's not irony, I don't know what is. If you don't know what Stockholm Syndrome is, here you go. It is the psychological condition of a victim who identifies and empathizes with their captor or abuser and their goals. Stockholm syndrome occurs in about 8% of the hostage victims. Now, this woman wasn't kept long enough to develop Stockholm syndrome, and thank God. This doctor, he had a plan. Prosecutors say he brought two rubber masks featuring an older man 
and an older woman to avoid being recognized. The woman passed out after eating chocolate-coated strawberries laced with rohypnol. After she passed out, he wheeled her to his car in a wheelchair and kept injecting her with drugs to keep her sedated. Prosecutors say he raped her while she was passed out, but the doctor and his lawyer deny he committed rape. He locked the woman inside the bunker where she stayed, except for the brief occasions he led her in handcuffs to his home to take a shower. He allegedly told the woman he intended to have unprotected sex with her and took blood and vaginal samples to check whether she had diseases. He said he had wanted to keep her there for years and planned to lock up other people too. His excuse? He wanted to find a girlfriend. Mm. Now men, I know some of you are lonely, but if you want to have a girlfriend, please don't give her drug strawberries, take samples of her blood and Pikachu and keep her locked up. Take Luther Vandross's advice. Wait for love. And if you don't know what Pikachu is, it's vagina. This, this was bizarre. Prosecutors said his plan fell apart when he went to get the woman's things from her apartment and discovered the locks were changed and the police were looking for her. So he brought her to the Stockholm police station so that she could tell police she was just fine. This fool actually thought this would work because he planned to pick up the new keys to her apartment the next day. Mm, idiot. The police were suspicious and spoke with her in private. She told them she had been kidnapped and he was arrested. His lawyer said he's a very sad and depressed person who wanted a partner and he deeply regretted what happened. He never meant to hurt anyone. I'm not a doctor, but I can tell you this goes far beyond depression. You do not kidnap a woman, assault her, and lock her up because you want a girlfriend. That's not normal behavior. And this doctor needs to be kept away from women for the rest of his life. A psych exam determined he was mentally fit to stand trial, so I guess he's not too crazy. He confessed to everything except rape, but wanted the kidnapping charge reduced to a lower charge of deprivation of liberty. Lock his ass up. For real. Our next stop, India. Dr. Dergesh Kumar. One victim says, during an examination, he sexually assaulted her and threatened to ruin her life if she told anyone about it. Multiple women have come out and accused him of rape, but he wasn't staying around to face the music. He was apprehended by police while trying to flee to another state. A public relations officer for the university said, Swift action was taken against the accused by the authorities. Based on the complaints, the university conducted an investigation and found the doctor guilty. Thereafter, he was suspended by the vice chancellor. Now, the law will take its course. One of the students graduated from the university's veterinary college. After Dr. Kumar was arrested, she went to Twitter to post about her plight. But the post was taken down within a few hours. Dr. Kumar might have ran, but he had nowhere to hide for his crimes. Our next stop, Germany. A German doctor was accused of orally raping at least two women 
by placing his penis inside their mouths while they were still groggy from being anesthetized. This happened in 2021, and he was 43 at the time. Due to local privacy laws, we only know him as Nils T. His sperm was found on one of the victim's shirts, and her DNA from saliva was found on his underwear. He committed these crimes at St. Elizabeth Hospital. A molecular biologist, Kaja Keel, told the court she had found suspicious traces of DNA on the doctor's underpants, and the amount was so large that a cause other than oral sex was inconceivable. But the doctor denied the allegations and explained the DNA buildup was caused by treating the patient and then he went to the toilet. The molecular biologist says he's lying. What sank the doctor like the Titanic? Police found pornography on his hard drives that showed sex with unconscious women. We're still in Germany, listeners. A German doctor has been locked up in order to pay the medical bills for a lover he killed by giving her an overdose of cocaine. Plastic surgeon Dr. Andreas Neiderbickler slathered his penis with cocaine before oral sex, while the victim, Yvonne M., suffered from shortness of breath and collapse. Neiderbickler has been ordered to pay the woman's funeral costs as well as compensate her husband and son. Mm. So she had a husband. Wow. The doctor was sentenced to nine years in prison after being found guilty of aggravated rape and bodily harm leading to death. Here's what's sickening. Neiderbickler didn't agree he deserved to be punished because he says the woman knew he'd spiked his private parts with cocaine. He said he did it before with plenty of women, and he never used drugs during sex without the knowledge of his partners. He described the woman who died as an experienced cocaine user. He says, yes, there were drugs, but I didn't drug any of the women without her knowledge. I was looking for a special kick, and they took part. He has no remorse for the death of this woman. This was a man she was cheating on her husband with, and in the end, he thought no more of her than trash you put in a can. How sad. Our next stop, Japan. Mitsukazu Yamane, a 61-year-old doctor, has been arrested for a third time for sexually assaulting a female patient and taking photos of her. Police say the victim is 56 and he rolled up her clothes and touched her breasts, claiming it was part of a medical examination. An examination that lasted for 10 minutes, and he also filmed it. The doctor says it was part of a routine medical examination and no obscene act was committed. But get this, allegedly he had two prior assaults. He had been arrested before, for trying to sexually assault a 29-year-old female patient, and she filed a complaint. Now, Dr. Yamane says nothing obscene was committed, but he filmed the act on his phone. Listeners, when I say misogyny is everywhere, I mean it, and I prove it, and I'm out of time. 
if you got anything out of today's episode, feel free to follow me on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Samsung, or wherever you listen from. Be easy. I will be back with more stories. Have a good weekend. And as always, God.